0: Hey y'all, welcome to Ramdino Hiking and the Appalachian Trail Podcast. I'm your host, Ramdino. Thanks for joining me to build a hiker community, support the AT thru-hikers, and to hear about trail news, hiking gear, section hikes, trail personalities, and all things trail. For a video version of this podcast, check out my YouTube channel, Ramdino Roaming the Trail. Now, let's get to walking and talking trails. y'all, hey Ramdino here, coming at you again for another Appalachian Trail Community News and through Hiker Update. Well, we had some tragedy on the trail this week, and I wanted to dedicate my update this week to Faceplant. He was a through Hiker, and he was found deceased on the trail this past Thursday, so wanted to dedicate that to him. We'll speak a little bit more about Faceplant here in just a few moments, but let's go ahead and talk about the Thu-hikers that are out there currently on the trail. So Buttercup, she finished New York, and she is coming into Salisbury, Connecticut. She had a bear encounter. We'll talk about that when we get to our bear episode, or a bear portion of this episode. Just a farmer, he is around Rutland, Vermont, and says that Vermont has lived up to his name of Vermud. So typically the April, May timeframe is when folks don't want to hike in Vermont. Because, and, in, and in fact, Vermont will shut down some trails because it gets so wet and so muddy and, it, and hiking on it does so much damage to the trails. In this case, the typically by this time in June, the trails are already dried up enough where they can hike on them. But he said it's been very muddy, wet, the black flies are rough, and he is somewhere around mile 520. He's going to go ahead and hike the rest of the way up to Katahdin, and then going to be flipping back down and finishing the place from Harper the trail from Harper's Ferry up to where he got back on. Captain America, he made it to just north of Manchester, Vermont, along with Rapture, and they went back to Georgia and picked up captain america's rv so he and rapture and then rapture also picked up a car so they are going to be doing a bobo looks like or as a minimum they're going to be doing a leapfrog hike utilizing the cars and the rv staying in the rv using that for some slack packing and stuff like that to go ahead and finish out the last few hundred miles of the trail that they have they also said that the water where they're at, has been plentiful and not as many sources are brown in color. Oh, what a plus, it said most are clear. Crusoe has made it to Pine Grove and is heading into Bowling Springs. Pino is around the Palmerston, Roxylvania, and says the water sources there are really tough. So a lot of dryness going on there. And that's in, uh, of course, Pennsylvania, AKA Pennsylvania. And uh, we know that's where, uh, not only are the water sources are sparse there, but we have also had the ATC telling clubs to take up their water caches. And that's one of the states where the ATC is pulling the water pumps from some of the shelters. Papa Groot, he's made it to Waynesboro and he's gonna be heading into the shanties. He said the water there is mostly working out. For, for right now, they've had some thunderstorms that have come through and recharged some of the springs. But he says the stretch from James River Footbridge to Route 601, that you initially hike past the stream and no one needs water there, but after miles 788.7, it is absolutely dry until the gravel road intersection is 798.5, so roughly 10 miles there. And he said after that, no bows look left, so bows look right, and uh, there's a posted blue blaze there, but you'll hear the water before you come there. And that's not the first time that 10 mile length that I have heard. I've heard that from several other hikers too, that people are having to hike 10 miles or more. Well, that's quite a bit, you know, even if you're doing a 20 mile day, that is pretty good distance to go between water. So that means you're going to be carrying, you know, more water with you than you normally do throughout the time of year when it's not hot and steamy like it is right now. Mike and Kathy, they are in New York, and Kathy indicates that they had, had two tick bites that they had to have antibiotics for. So she cautions everybody to check for ticks daily. I would say check every time you stop. Sugar is coming into Port Clinton, says her feet hurt and her alters and her are worn through, but she is making a good time through PA. So, PA, Roxylvania, Pennsylvania is not a good time to be on shoes that are old. So typically trail runners gonna last you. When I went to Outdoor 76, I had a pair of Solomons. He said they're good for 400 miles. So I'd always thought it was around 500, but in any case, 4 to 500 is getting uh, pretty much wore out and before you go into Pennsylvania, I would highly recommend you to have a new pair of shoes. That is not where you want a pair of shoes that are broken down in the arches uh, to be something that can't absorb all those rocks that you're gonna be hitting there. Huck is tearing up the miles. He's caught up to some buddies that he met earlier on the trail. They're coming into shanties. He indicates that water sources are sparse uh, on the trail south of the shanties. And he also said there's lots of 10 mile sections where you, with no water. So two liters is probably not gonna be enough. You may have had to have three and four liters that you need to be carrying. Susan Camper made it into Fort Front Royal. The drifters are in New York. Uh, they are coming down the agonizer through the lemon squeezer and they will be crossing the Hudson River here shortly. Traveling Beat is up and over killing their m- mountain and he is under 500 miles to go and he sends in this video hey folks this is Traveling Beat coming to you from the uh, base of Killington Peak which is uh, the first 4,000 foot peak in quite some time here on the Appalachian Trail Uh, most specifically I'm coming to you from mile 1693.1 because that is a very exciting milestone for a northbound thru-hiker uh, exactly 500.0 miles to go until Mount Katahdin. So thanks to uh, Ramdino, thanks to all the Ramdino viewers for everything you do. Definitely appreciate all the support of all the trail angels and the whole hiking community. It's been a wonderful journey so far. If you're interested to follow me along on the rest of the journey, I'm at youtube.com slash TravelinBeat. I'll talk to you all later. Appreciate that. Thanks a lot for that video, Travelin Beat. Mr. Freeze and No Filter and Rumbles, they are around the Monson main area. They are staying at Shaw's. They're gonna be doing a a zero or so, kind of getting relaxed up and pumped up, ready to go for that final stretch into the 100-mile wilderness. And according to Poet there, Poet is the proprietor of the Shaw's hostel where they're staying. They said that uh, several sobos have already left the trail due to the heat coming through the 100-mile wilderness and they actually had to be taken out of the 100 mile wilderness they didn't make it all the way through there because of the heat she's the one is glad to be out of pennsylvania is looking for the new york connecticut line and uh says that after that they will be she'll be shuttling up to mile 1794 and finishing up from there sev is a day out of rutland vermont corner he checked into the atc at harper's ferry Shoes is back on the trail after his feet and toes have healed up, and they're back now 100%, so he is getting back out there at around mile 657 around the Delville, Virginia area. Goob is past Parrisburg. Hopeful and Big Bubbo are coming in to Guido is coming in to Ducanon. Laurel and Rich are in Pennsylvania around mile 1350. Tex is around Ducanon after getting back on the trail after a week after being on vacation, from being on vacation. So she took a vacation from the trail, went back on the Texas. She's getting back, and she's back on now. Jeff Prater has gotten back on at Harper's Ferry. And while he was there, he overheard in the ATC office that the Bowling Springs office is closing. So I have not been able to confirm that. I'll be checking into that, but that's kind of interesting. He said that springs were reliable from Harper's Ferry to the Dahl Green backpackers campground but the distance between water sources was pretty challenging particularly in that heat wave there and he said that while he was at the ATC headquarters that Tammy a volunteer read a short document about leave no trace and then gave an oral quiz no videos were shown and they were allowed inside to weigh their packs and use the restroom and that was it Cryptus is in central Maine and says lots of sure water sources are dry with this year's drought. Pungo is around Delaware Water Gap. Shaker hikes, he has crossed into New Jersey. Not so much has passed the 2000 mile mark and has under 200 miles left to hike. Don on the trail has made it to 19e. So, congratulations to all those folks. Thanks, thank you to all those folks. Every one of them sent me their update. I greatly appreciate that. If you wanna be included each week in the update, then just send that to me through a dm either through facebook or instagram or through my email and all of those links are down below be glad to include anybody if you want to send me a video send me a video i'll be glad to include that as well a couple folks that got off the trail this past week uh, aquaman got off at harper's ferry and he is done for the season he had a hyperextended his knee and he said the level of damage is pretty severe so Just a simple month or so rehab is not gonna cut it. And he says, when I would go down hills and misstep, his knee would bend backwards. So that is not good. Uh, The last 250 miles in the Harper's Ferry, he said was pretty painful and the roller coaster really did a lot of damage. So he probably had more damage before he got the roller coaster. Roller coaster certainly didn't help anything. And then of course, Happy, he actually got off, I believe last week, due to an injury not today has had to get off the trail due to financial reasons so he is not going to be finishing the trail but he did get a job working at a hostel up in Delaware water gap he's going to be doing some renovations up there so that's pretty cool he's going to get to stay working within the hiker community and that'll be awesome for folks to come in there and chat with him and glad to glad to see that uh, he's landed on his feet and that he says hopefully he can finish the northern portion next year. So uh, it was awful good watching uh, Not today. He put out some really good videos, and so just wish him all the best of luck. So we got a few bear reports out there. I mentioned Buttercup had a run in. She said that two bears came charging down the hill and started up the hill after them, and they were hollering at them, and a lady in their party raised her trekking poles and beat them together. And the bears booked it out of there, but they only went about 75 to 100 yards away and then stayed and looked at them. So obviously banging your tracking poles is is good to do, making yourself look as big as possible. If there's two people there at the same time, come together to make yourself look even bigger. If you have some type of bear encounters like that, a lot of time black bears will bluff charge you and they'll run at you. And if you start running, then they're gonna keep running at you. But if you maintain your ground, then they'll stop and run back. (laughs) Problem is you don't know whether they're gonna stop or not. So, but that is one of their ways that they do is do a bluff charge. So take that for what it's worth if you want to stand there and determine whether they're bluffing at you or not and whether you want to bluff them. Then also the National Forest Service Due to bears on the trail, they have prohibited hiking or rather camping overnight on the AT in the Pisgah National Forest. So they've indicated that hikers along the uh, AT on the Nantahala and Pisgah National Forest are asked to take precautions to avoid bears after recent reports of increased encounters. Camping is temporarily prohibited along the trail in the Pisgah National Forest because of bear with cubs continuously coming too close to campers with food. The trail remains open to hiking, but camping is not allowed from Grassy Fork Road, mile marker 245, to Max Patch Road, which is mile marker 253, including the Groundhog Creek Shelter. Multiple bear encounters have been reported in the following areas between Carter Gap Shelter, mile marker 92.5, and Beatty Gap, mile marker 96. The Nanahala National Forest in the Southern Nanahala Wilderness between Wildcat Top, mile marker 246 and Groundhog Creek Shelter, mile marker 248 are closed to camping as well. And that's Pisgah National Forest there on Snowbird Mountain. Snowbird Mountain is the one that's got the weird looking FAA tower that looks like a bowling pin in the middle of it. Uh, looks like some type of spaceship or something. So, you know, the best thing to do out there is keep your food hung up, keep it out of your tent, keep it out of the shelters, keep it away from camp, don't throw food in the fire pit, don't throw trash in the fire pit, don't clean your pot out uh, near camp, if you're gonna to have to clean your pot out and you're not gonna eat everything that's in it, then you need to go dig a cat hole and put all whatever you're not gonna eat in it. But the best thing to do is finish what you've got in, it and in there and eat it. So just remember that there may not be bears while you're there, but if you leave smelly stuff there, then it could be the next hikers that come through there have a problem. And because of these bear encounters, portions of the trail are gonna be shut down to overnight camping and you may have caused that. So let's look out for each other out there. So some trail angels uh, that have gotten in touch with me that uh, specifically this past week that are doing some work up there and these all are trail angels that were actually through hikers so big rig from the class of 2020 he was giving out snacks and drinks at the fox gap there in maryland and supporting people that are doing the four state challenge so appreciate that big rig happy of course he got off but he didn't stay off the trail he got on there he's been doing some trail magic ewok is slack packing folks uh, up in the new England states around new jersey new york we greatly appreciate all those folks all those through hikers that are doing trail magic like that, it's just really neat to see folks giving back when they're, uh, you know, from what they received while they were out there on the trail. So some trail news that's happening out there. The Greasy Creek Friendly is closed because the COVID really devastated their finances there. And it's run by Connie Pruitt, she's lived there at Greasy Creek Friendly for 21 years and ran it as a hostel for 18 years. She calls it a friendly because she doesn't like the term hostel because that's a negative connotation. So that's why she calls it the Greasy Creek Friendly. But in any case, uh, she is gonna lose that, her home and that hostel there if uh, she can't come up with the funds to help with a loan that she's paying off to her ex and you can help out and give to that. She's got a GoFundMe page set up there. I'll leave that link to that in the description below, but I would encourage you to go and help her out. Anything we can do to help out the hiker community, help out hostel owners and people that have been affected by you know COVID-19 like this, um, It's just uh, been really devastating for small time business owners like that. And certainly the hiker community is no different. And then the heat, heat's been something terrible. I've heard from tons of hikers that they have known hikers that have gotten off the trail. They're having to either take multiple zeros because of the heat or they're just getting off in general because they just cannot take it. And it is getting, uh, it's, it's gonna be pretty tough up north. Uh, this long-term or week-long heat map from NOAA showing that it's gonna be in the high 80s to the low 90s for all of next week from Harpers Ferry up to Katahdin and down in the south from Georgia up to Harpers Ferry, it's gonna be in the worst. It looks like it's gonna be steady in the 90s. So it's gonna be a tough week coming up. Uh, Not only are you gonna have the high temperatures but high humidity. So folks, you just got to stay hydrated out there If you can't do the big miles, then just don't do them, but uh, you're gonna have to understand you're gonna be doing longer water carries. So you may have to be filling up both of your smart water bottles, two liters, plus two liters in your dirty water bag to carry that with you. No, that's a lot of weight. Nobody likes doing that, but the alternative is you get sick or, you know, heat exhaustion, heat stress injuries are real and not only can they take you off the trail, but you can die from those. So one of the things, the telltale signs you can look at if you stop sweating, if you stop sweating, you're already way dehydrated, you're already in trouble and you need to stop uh, probably for the day and get you some water and get hydrated. So let's be smart, let's be careful, let's look out for each other out there. So as you're hiking with each other or you see someone on the trail and you're talking to them, just look them over right quick, see if they're sweating. If they're not sweating and it's hot like it's been, there is an issue going on. Now, I indicated earlier that I dedicated this update to Faceplant, who was found deceased this past week. I got a text on Thursday morning from a through hiker that indicated that he just came through a scene there and where he spoke with several EMS and uh, ridge runners and they indicated that a hiker had been found and this was it was located there on mile 484.2 which is just north of damascus and it's the first place where the at actually hits the creeper trail so right around in that area there's a campsite there and that's where face plant was found in his tent uh, face plant was from uh, west palm beach florida and he leaves behind a wife and a very very lovely family. Facepant everything that I have heard from all the folks that contacted me about him and that knew him on the trail and made comments, and then the things that I have been able to find on the internet have you know from social media and such. It everything tells me that he was a really solid guy out there. Uh, he tended to have kind of a self-deprecating humor. Well, you know, and I can understand that because I'm the same way. Now I may rag on somebody, but I'll tend to rag on myself as much as I do other people. And so much so that, uh, here's a video that he did showing his tramling, how he got his name faceplant. So I want to show you this video. Just looking around, you I know, not attention, okay? And, and then you hit, get... oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's how you do it. Well done. You. You're a harmonica. The poles go out. Okay? The water goes bottom, goes roping down on the beam. right? My glasses went that way. It was poetic. Wow. (laughs) I I, I think Tim Conway could learn something. So that's just an example of who he was. He wasn't afraid to to show people and embarrass himself in front of people. And uh, and then also uh, one of his Tramley members who was real close to him, Nathan Swanton, indicated in a really neat tribute post uh, on the Appalachian Trail Thu-Hiker uh, 2021 Facebook group, he indicated that uh, Faceplant saw and treated him as his trail son and it's been an absolute absolute privilege hiking with him over the weeks since we met at the Georgia-North Carolina border. I didn't know it at the time, but that was the night I met what would become my trail family for the next months, and it's been the most important part of this entire journey. Faceplant quickly became my hiking partner, and we pulled each other along up mountains and back down them for hundreds of miles. I don't know if I could have done those sections of the trail without him, but I'm grateful that it was never something that I had to consider. The days spent with him were always brighter, and when the miles grew long, I could count on a good conversation with the Face plant to help pass them along. So, what a legacy that is for a man like that to make that impression uh, upon people—that that they he, he would garner those reactions to folks, and that you know, the, his family undoubtedly was much younger than him, obviously. Uh, nathan was much younger than him but it's just so neat to see how the hiker community no matter the age religion race creed socioeconomic status uh, folks coming together among the human race i mean what a what a great place it would be in this world if the whole human race treated each other like 95 percent of the hiker community does to each other so Thank you folks for being who you are out there like that. I would encourage you now to go out today and the rest of this week and make it a point to be kind to someone each and every day, each and every week. You know, you just don't never never know what that person's going through or what, or what your kindness is gonna to mean to them. And not only could you make their day or make them weak, you could actually save a life. So I'd encourage you to do that. I hope you will. Folks, that's all I got this week. Think about Faceplant's family. If you pray, pray for his family. Send good vibes their way if that's what you do. But in any case, uh, let's uh, rally around the hiker community. If you know his family or anybody in it, then I would encourage you to reach out to them and just let them know you're there for them. Folks, that's all I got this week. As always, appreciate you, and we'll see you out there. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Hope you got some great information out of it. Check out my YouTube channel, Ramdino Roaming the Trails, at the link in the show notes below to see what you may have missed. Subscribe to it and this podcast and do us a real big favor, give us a good review. Feel free to send me any questions or comments and if I don't have an answer, I'll make one up. I hope you're able to get out in the woods and go for a hike and if so, we'll take the time to do it. Maybe take a friend and if they're not a good friend, maybe get them lost. There's no better place to be lost than in the woods. It's not important how long or how far you go, Just go.